Thank you, David and Sally, for that. And thank you for the other song that you'll be playing. Shirley was a dear friend of mine. And let us pray as we pray here for God to be with us during this remembrance time. Heavenly Father, we ask for your comfort. Jesus, we know that Shirley is home with you, but we miss her. And Lord, as you wept for your friend Lazarus and wept for those around you, comfort us in our time of mourning. As though we mourn without, we mourn with hope, but yet we still mourn. So just be with the family, be with the friends, just be with us during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Shirley came to FBC Gallatin in, 2000, in the fall of 2016. One of the things that I dearly remember about the first time she came here was visiting as she was looking for a place to live and was looking at Davies County. And one of the reasons she picked this area was because of the church and because of the youth group and our children's program that we had here for her grandkids because faith was important. Jesus was important to her. A few weeks ago, Shirley Roach gave me a call when she was in the hospital. It was in the evening and she was in the hospital due to some complications. And she said, Wood, it's getting closer for my time to go home. And at those words, both Shirley and I cried together, crying as I'll miss my dear friend. And she says, Wood, I would like you to do the funeral. And Shirley's number one request for this funeral was that the gospel would be present. And that is Shirley Roach. She was a living example of the gospel. And we'll be sharing that here today. When Shirley came to our church in 2016, she did not wait around. She got busy serving. She started serving in our children's program, a pioneer club. That summer, she served in VBS. She found many different ways that she could serve in this church with her family. One of the things that touched my wife and I's heart the most was she started praying for us. We would get text messages and say, how can I pray for you? She listened to the prayer requests that were said on Sunday mornings or across the prayer chain, and she would ask, how are those people are doing? My mailbox all of a sudden started receiving letters, or I started having cards here at the church from Shirley. When my wife and I would take the teens to camp, we would receive in the weeks letters from her encouraging us as we were there with camp. She was a wonderful woman, and as Paul instructed Timothy on how a widow should be instructing the younger women a woman of encouragement, that was Shirley Roach. And she was loved by many in this church, many of her family and friends, wherever she went. She was loved by many in this community. The pain of missing Shirley Roach started, but it was a sweet time in the summer when she let us know of her passing coming soon. And one of the things that I'll never forget that she said to me was, would we don't all live forever here on earth? Just true. But she knew where she was going to spend her eternity and wanted to make sure everybody else knew what they were going to spend their eternity. The last time I actually talked with Shirley Roach was on August 19th. She gave me a call, and we had a sweet conversation. After she updated me about how she was doing, her thing was, how is the church? How can I pray for the church? How can I pray for you? Even on her deathbed, Shirley was still running the race and still serving the Lord. Even in her suffering with cancer, 
Shirley was serving the Lord. You might be asking, how could she serve the Lord in her suffering? It's because of her faith and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit that was with her. We miss her here on earth so bad, and our hearts ache for her. And that is okay. That is an emotion that the Lord has given to us. Even Jesus felt mourning when his friend Lazarus passed away. Even Jesus cried over his people in Jerusalem for their salvation. Mourning is not something to be ashamed of, but it's something the Lord has given us to help us to get through this. For today's passage, we'll be looking and going through 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. We'll see the first verse here of Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. And Paul writes, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Notice as Paul says here, we do not grieve and mourn as others, but we are to grieve and mourn. As Paul is writing this to the Thessalonians who have lost dear loved ones, he is letting them know it is okay to cry. Jesus cried over his friend's death. Jesus didn't just have a few tears at the passing of Lazarus. He wept. He wept hard. So it is okay to cry. It is okay to mourn the loss of Shirley. The Lord gave us laments in the Psalms to cry out to him, to express our grief to him. He wants you to grieve to him. So as we miss Shirley, and as when the hard days come, run to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Be like the psalmist in Psalms 116, verses 1-7. It says, I love the Lord. He heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangle me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. As we see here, the psalmist, when he was entangled by death and grief, and life was hard, and the grave seemed so close to him, what did he do? He cried out to the Lord and found Good compassion. That is our Lord. That is our Jesus. You can find the same comfort in the Savior. You can find the same hope of Jesus. Church, friends, and body, it is okay to grieve and mourn the loss of our friend because we have lost a part of our local body. Paul Talgis on Comforting Grieving said this, grief within a church is not a sign of weakness, Rather, is an indicator that the church is functioning as God designed it to function. For if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. 1 Corinthians 12, 26. Take time to grieve and mourn. Let the Holy Spirit comfort you. But again, we do not grieve without hope, for we do have hope in Jesus. Look at me with verses 14 and 15 for that hope. Paul writes, 
For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by the word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. As Paul writes here, that we know that the grave is not the final end for Shirley or for those who believe in Jesus Christ. That one day, soon maybe, we do not know, when Jesus comes back, the dead in Christ will rise again and they will be united. And Shirley put her faith in Jesus. If you spent any time with her, you knew that. You knew her love for her Savior. She couldn't stop talking about him because she loved him so much. Even in her last days, I will never forget, Shirley would ask me to send a link of the Facebook Live to her phone so she could watch the services. And if she could not watch it then, she would watch it later. And she would encourage our pastor, Daniel, and myself with our sermons. And it was such a sweet thing because she knew the Bible and the sermons were so important. So those of us who put our faith in Jesus will not be forgotten or left. As Jesus conquered the grave, those who put their faith in Jesus will also conquer the grave. Not by our works, but through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Since Jesus rose again from the dead, so too we will rise again. We know that when Shirley took her last breath here on earth, that the next moment she was with Jesus. And I know Jesus told her, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. So what will happen to us? Might be the questions being asked. What will happen to us who are still here, who are still alive, who are still missing Shirley? Well, that's what we see here in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17. And it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we will always be with the Lord. If we are here when Jesus comes back, we will not be forgotten either. If we do not fall asleep in Christ, we will be caught up with him after the dead in Christ rise first, and we will be all gathered together. That is the hope we have. That is the hope that we hold on to. That is the comfort of the scriptures from the Holy Spirit. That though we are saying goodbye and though we miss her and though the pain right now is great and there'll be other days when the pain is great, we know this is not the final goodbye. And that brings joy and comfort to us. But if you pass before Jesus comes, then know that you will be in heaven with Jesus. Know that this is not the final end and that there is heaven waiting for you if you have faith in Christ. Not everyone will be in heaven. Heaven is not the place that anyone can get into. We as humans, we have a problem, and that is sin. Sin is anything that we do that goes against a holy God. Romans three twenty three tells us, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is everyone. You'll never meet a person who has not sinned. Romans 6.23 tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Any sin, no matter how small we think it is, it is a great sin to God. And it will separate us from God because God is holy and he cannot stand sin. He cannot be around sin. He cannot be around anything unclean. And there is a punishment for sin, as Romans 6.23 tells us, and that is death, eternal separation from God into eternal punishment called hell. But God made a way so that we do not have to go to hell. God sent his son, the free gift, Jesus Christ. He came to this earth, born to a virgin named Mary. He lived the perfect life and kept the law that we could not live, live or keep. He was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. With sin, something has to die. Blood has to be spilt to cover that sin. And in the Old Testament, the Lord required the bloods of animals, but that was not enough. That only just covered the sin. It could not atone for our sins, but Jesus' blood did that. He atoned for our sins. He took the wrath of God, yours and my wrath, upon him on that cross. And he suffered for you and I. And he died the death that we are to die. But that is not the end of the story. If that was, there would be no hope. But three days later, he broke out of that grave, defeating death, defeating sin, crushing the serpent's head, and ending the curse that had fallen upon mankind. Before his death, Jesus told his followers in John 14, 6, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus made it very clear that he is the only way to the Father. Only faith And Jesus Christ can save you from your sins. Only Jesus can forgive you of your sins. Only Jesus' blood can make you righteous before a holy God. Shirley knew this. She had that saving faith. Not only did she have that saving faith, she lived for her Savior. As Garrett shared many text messages after they had moved on to their new church. My wife and I received many of those text messages too. And even asking, knowing that I talked with Garrett, how's he doing? When I went through my amputation, all the texts that I received from her during those times were such sweet, sweet honey to us. And many, many in our church you could talk to can talk about the cards, the text messages. Why did she serve in the children's ministry when she could have been at home resting? Because she wanted children to know about Jesus. One of the sweet blessings and one of the, just, it took me by surprise when I looked at our VBS workers and there was the name Shirley Roach. As even in her last moments, she helped make our name tags for the adults and for the kids. Cutting out paper, tying yarn around them, hole punching anything she could do for the Lord. Because Shirley loved Jesus. She loved him for his death and resurrection. She loved him for the punishment that he took upon his body for her. She loved him for the love that he gave to 
her. And not only that, that love just filled her up that it just sprung out from her wherever she went. And she showed it to so many of us. This is why she asked that Jesus be proclaimed at this funeral because she wanted people to know who Jesus was and is if they do not know him as their Lord and Savior. Romans 10.9 tells us this. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confessed and is saved. If you are not saved, you can do that right now. You can even do it in your seats. Just confess to Jesus that you are a sinner. Ask him to forgive him, forgive you of your sins. Tell him that you are sorry. And ask him to save you and to be Lord of your life. The scriptures here tell us, believe in your heart that he is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And if you do that today, tell someone. Confess it that Jesus is Lord. Come tell me. I would love to know and help you in your new journey with faith of Jesus' resurrection and life that he's done inside you. Or if you want to, talk after the service. I'd love to share with you how you can be saved. As we wrap up the last part here, friends and family, 1 Thessalonians verse 18. Paul writes, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Encourage. Remember that she is in heaven. That does not mean we do not mourn. I know the pain is deep and the hurt is bad. Take that time and mourn. Let the Holy Spirit comfort you. Let the grace and the mercies of Jesus Christ pour upon you as a fresh spring and take hope. Do not leave here without that hope. Run to Jesus. Let him comfort you. Take time to mourn because we love Shirley and she loved us. But remember, she is in heaven. And one day, if you are a Christian, one day, if you put your faith in Jesus, we will see her. We will see her and what a great day it'll be rejoicing, standing before the throne of God, singing praises with the angels, seeing the one that took the wrath of God, seeing those nail-pierced hands and his glory falling before him and worshiping. What a great, wonderful church service that will be with the saints. Let us pray. Jesus, we come before you with heavy, hurting hearts. Lord, we miss our mother, our sister, our grandmother, and our friend. Lord, I miss my dear, sweet friend. And Lord, though we know we will see her again, help us to mourn. Help us to grieve and lament to you as you wept with your friends, as you wept over Lazarus' death. Help us during our mourning time. Comfort us. But not only today, but when those days come up, when that pain hits us and we miss Shirley. Lord, be with the family of Shirley Roach. Comfort them. Give them your comfort. Lord, we also, we praise you. We thank you for your death for our sins. We thank you for conquering the grave and rising again. 
Lord, for giving us that hope. Thank you. And if there are any who are not here that are saved, Lord, as Shirley prayed for her own funeral, as she prayed that the last moments of her life would be one more time of witnessing. So, Lord, if there's anyone who is not saved, I ask that today would be the day of their salvation. Today would be the day that they put their faith and trust in you. So, Lord, as we come and say goodbye to Shirley, please comfort us. Help us to lament to you. In Jesus' name, amen.